0: Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. I am excited today to have my friend Carrie here. We are going to be talking about something that she's been doing to lose weight and I love don't Don't click away yet because this is not a toxic diet culture podcast episode. This is all about healthy weight loss and doing it without the toxicity of the diet culture that we see. I'm so proud of what you've done and I'm so thankful that you're willing to share with us. So tell me first a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into what you've been doing and how much weight you've lost.
1: My name is Carrie and I am turning 40 this year and I have four children. We homeschool and I have a little home business that I work as well as some audiovisual work that I do. So to say I'm busy is, I guess, is no surprise, but I think being just a mom in general, your plate's already full. And so I have cared for everybody pretty much exclusively since, since becoming a mother, becoming a wife or whatever, for the past 13 plus years and, and I haven't really taken the best care of myself, even when I felt like I was. And now arriving at 40, I decided that I wanted to do things differently. And, and that started pre, pre 30, I guess, 39, I started taking me into account and, and that just really changes. I, my kids are finally at ages where they, they can kind of take care of themselves for the most part and, and need less from me to beck and call, I guess, answer all their needs, they can get their own drinks and get their own snacks and so (laughs) forth. So that really kind of played into it. And, and I was just really tired of being fat. (laughs) That sounds really stupid, but I, I have lived most of my adult life thinking that, well, God just wanted me to be a big girl and, and it must be the right thing to be anyway, because that's who my husband married. I, I was a heavy when I met him. And, and so I just assumed that that's just how I was supposed to be. And, and I don't know, I, I, I think I saw a couple other friends in my life that were, that were doing differently. And I was like, well, if they can do it and they've got kids and if they can do it, I can do it. And, and I had to really change my mindset. So
0: if you don't mind telling me, like, when you say you were tired of being fat, what were some of the things that you were tired of? Well, I had basically
1: every day I would, I'd like my back would just kill me. Like getting up out of bed, I'd feel like, like a crotchety old woman. And like, it would take a few, few good steps before I would feel like I could like walk straight up and not be like crippled. And I have a really good bed. So like, I feel Mm -hmm. like that should never have been the issue. And then like, I stand pretty much all day long between working in my kitchen or schooling or whatever Mm -hmm. active all the time. And so I basically put off wearing any shoes except my Birkenstocks, because my feet would just kill me. Like I love, I say, um, I love shoes, but I loved shoes. And, and I just couldn't wear anything except my, my Birkenstocks. My back would kill me, my like, and I always keep up with my kids too. So if they're skating, I'm skating. If they're biking, I'm biking. And so I was a- always able to keep up, not necessarily as maybe as efficiently as somebody who was in shape could, but I always did what they were doing to go to the trampoline park. I'm jumping. And, and, and so it just became part of where. A, I didn't want to buy bigger pants. I didn't want to have to size up again in clothes. And I just, I just was at a point in my life where I just didn't want to hurt. And I knew things, I knew things were like, I could be, could be better with small changes. And so that was my, my like biggest starting point was like, you don't have to be, I don't want to be a skinny mini. I don't want to be right. a certain weight to justify my health. Exactly.
0: I thought so when you were motivated to lose weight, it wasn't like, Oh, I want to look like this super skinny model. I want to be, you know, this number on the scale or this particular size. It wasn't that it was, you wanted to be able to keep up with your kids. You wanted to feel good and you wanted to stop buying new clothes when you gain weight. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't this mental image of no fat shaming involved, you wanted to feel good enough to go about the mom life that you needed to do.
1: Right. Yeah. 10 years ago, I really got turned on to specific bloggers and other people doing like whole food style. Yeah. Lifestyles, the food babe and that organic mom. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I feel like that was about the same time, the hundred days of real food and those people were influential in changing the way that my diet already was. And so the fact that I was still packing on weight, I can, I can tell you a lot of it was beer weight, but I like, I feel like there was no, there was no understanding for me between the last 10 years. Like I I hate calorie counting. I hate doing those very, like, I don't want to feel deprivation and along the way. And so I've learned a lot, but, but I already was doing so much, right. It was just there was definitely some room for improvement. But so yeah, you were doing
0: a-, a lot of the right things. You were eating healthy. You we were very active already, doing all of those things with your kids. It wasn't like you were sitting around all day or being sedentary. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, I definitely wanted that a more fit body. Yeah. <laughs> and I should have had it, considering how much movement I get. How much like we love to hike. We eat whole foods. I mean, it just was. It was just it was really challenging for me to understand why I had gotten to the point that I had, but I think I had to get there in order to understand how to take care of my body. And so what did
0: you learn? Like at at some point you were like, okay, this clicks. I got to do something differently. I'm already eating healthy. I'm moving my body. I'm not sitting around. What worked? What did you do?
1: Okay. So I'm going to like get on that toxic uh, diet culture train for a minute. I saw a picture of one of my middle school girlfriends And she had posted like a before and current, and there was dramatic weight loss. I knew that the, the, the reason for her post was clickbait. (laughs) Like she needed, she needed to put that out there so that people would follow up with her. And, and, and I did, I said, okay, what have you been doing to lose all this weight? And she was like, oh, it's great. And like none of her posts would draw back to, or uh, turn back to the program that she was using. And I thought that was really strange. I was like they would say like average weight loss is this on this program. And, but obviously in the pictures, all the ones that are being shared are like massive drops. And so it was really kind of strange to me, but I had to know, like I, the curiosity killed the cat and I messaged her. I was like, all right, what are you doing? And well, I'm a like a whole foods nerd. So I need you to tell me the ingredients. Like if you have to take a picture of these products, cause she basically told me it was a a meal plan where they, you eat five of their fuelings a day. Anyway, I was like, I'm going to need you to send me some nutrition facts. And so she did, she sent me a PDF file that was full of all, like a lot of the products, but I was looking at the nutrition labels. They weren't perfect, but they, they weren't terrible. And I was, I was like, okay, I think I could try this. Like I'm desperate to just start and doing something. And I hadn't quite started yet. It was like, I was too busy planning what I was going to do or, or thinking about what I was going to do. And I just wasn't doing anything. I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. Had my products in hand. And, but what I really quickly learned as I'm learning about the ingredients and, and then I'm side researching like the effects of soy protein and, and other, other facets of it that I'm like, this just doesn't correlate with me and my, my needs because a they kind of, kind of set a bar to eat 900 to 1100 calories a day, which I feel like is really, really low. Like for anybody wanting to do a sustainable diet, that it just doesn't make sense. And about deprivation. Yeah. And so no wonder why people are dropping massive amounts of weight if they can stick to this, because you're in a huge calorie deficit. And I don't, I think the calorie deficit for weight loss is important But it has to be done in a way that you're not sitting around just thinking about how what you're going to eat. That's I think that's when most people fail. It's like you're you're depriving yourself and then you're like, oh, I can't have that. You can't have that. But the biggest, I think, impact for me was my oldest daughter, who's 13. She she's like, mom, you're not eating like like that's a really healthy a healthy place to be to show your, your kids who are growing up in this culture of, you know, they're going to see the ads too of the skinny waist. And I think the songs even reinforce it. I don't want to be that person who isn't eating. And then they're wondering why I'm not eating for the sake of losing weight. They don't see anything wrong with me at 240 pounds. They just have never, I mean, they've never outright called me fat. I think my son was like, you're a chubby mom or whatever, but he's seven. So <laughs> that's typical. So I had these products in hand and I was d- working through their book, their homework. And their, I don't remember how many lessons there were, but I had worked through pretty much all of them. Like I was just consuming it like a lesson a day, whereas you're supposed to do like a lesson a week. And so I had gotten through basically all of the lessons up until their maintenance lesson, like where you would switch over to once you've lost all the weight, you're going to lose. And I'd gotten through all that within just a, just a matter of, of several days and instead of six months or whatever it would have been, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Cause I was like, I've got to know all of that about this, but what happened was I, then I was like, number one, the food is expensive for what you're getting and like, and then also it's not the greatest in, ingredients and, just, just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't seem sustainable because expense wise, I can't afford to buy like $500 worth of bars and shakes and then, and fake packaged item. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't make sense. And so, and I'd finally gotten to a place in the book that was like, if you don't want to buy our supplements, you could eat these foods. I was like, well, if they would just have told me this uh, from the get-go, I would have saved myself a lot of money. But of course, that's not how they make money. <laughs> like They make money on selling the products. And right. Um, and so- I was like, I'm not doing any more, oh, I should preface to say that the my my friend, my upline at that point, she was like, after my first ORT box was ordered, like a week later, she was really encouraging going ahead and ordering a second round because shipping delays. And it's just more, it's more hurry up and make that money because you'll find out real quick if people are going to stick with it. And, and I don't think many people stick with it, to be honest, because well, again, it's just, it's not sustainable, but, but her upline was already bulldogging me to go ahead and sign up as a coach. (laughs) So I can be part of the, you just seem like you have the, the right attitude and you're going to go far with this. And I was like, I haven't even lost six pounds yet. Like calm down. (laughs) I mean, the first week, you know, you lose all that water. weight. anytime you start a new, new diet, usually that week is a water weight and, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but you usually do lose pounds that first week, and I did because that's normal. And then the next week it was like meh, like tapered mm-hmm. off, and I was like getting to where I was. I was I was thinking this is not doable for me. My kids are already asking questions. I there was a lot of excuses I had made in trying to start the, the weight loss journey. Anyway, one being we eat at my husband's grandmother's every other weekend, and And she cooks starches. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. Every time I've ever tried to lose weight before, it's like I can do great all week and then sabotage the weekend with um, going to my husband's grandmother's house. And I think for me, that was one of the things that I had to to change. I, I had to decide that her food while it tastes good, it's, it's not doing my body any benefits specifically because I have an inflammatory, the the psoriasis that I have. I know that all the starches don't do well for that purpose. And so very short lived little stint. I decided that I would see it through for the six weeks. And then I think I ended up shipping most of it to my friend in Alaska, but I decided that I was going to do it my own way. And I went into like massive research mode on Mm all the diets that you can think of Weight Watchers, Atkins, Keto, all the things, and Trim Healthy Mama. I, I was looking at basically the baselines of all of their their plans. And really it just came down to eating a smaller meals separated over the course of the day. Like and so and then also protein focused and and then of course what was important to me was keeping it whole food centered and keeping it simple in general, because when you're busy and you're, you still know you have to eat, but you want it to be quality. The first thing you can do is, is just cook that way. (laughs) Like it's really easy for me just to go ahead and and keep it simple and knock out the white foods, essentially white flour, white potatoes, white rice, all the things that are like a loaded with, with carbs or loaded with sugar, uh, convert to sugar, et cetera. And so that's what I that's what I decided. I would, I would make myself a, like a plan of attack and stay with protein as my, as my foundation and eat every couple of four hours or three to four hours or when I'm feeling hungry. And, and, and then my biggest other crutch was alcohol. <laughs> like I had to, I had to stop drinking daily for just purposes of empty calories. It tastes good, but, but it wasn't worth it because it wasn't doing me any like favors. Used to, I think when I would drink, I'd at least get like the, the buzz, the, the relaxation or whatever, but anymore, it was just commonplace and no longer filling the need other than tasting good. So I stripped it down and and along with my coffee in the morning, I, I drink a shake and, and then I'm usually good until lunchtime. And and then by lunchtime, I eat leftovers from whatever I cooked the night before. And if I don't have that available, I usually throw myself together to A chicken salad, and then I have maybe I have a protein bar for snack, or maybe I have dinner depending on which what time it is by that point, and and then every night night, me and my daughter likes to watch movies in the evening. So if I want a snack, then we either eat a Lily's chocolate bar together, or I put berries and peanut butter, like natural peanut butter, in a bowl, and I call it my peanut butter and jelly bowl, and it tastes amazing. But mostly simplicity, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. whole real food, and and frequent and protein based. I mean that's really my like big to do. And I didn't start incorporating exercise really like formal exercise (laughs) until like the beginning of this year, I decided to change my focus from weight loss to starting to get stronger, like stronger muscles, stronger, just endurance or whatever. So, and I don't do anything like gym worthy. It's more like pick a few exercises, do them, do them, and then be done. And we usually take after dinner walks just because we enjoy that. Not because we're trying to like burn off some sort of dinner choice or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I will say I I eat a lot of cauliflower these days that I like cauliflower rice and pizza crust I make because I know I have a problem with gluten and dairy. Dairy will break my face out like a teenager if I consume even cheese and butter and things like that. I, I don't eliminate it completely, but I definitely am not sitting down with a bowl of ice cream anymore, even the keto kind, because it's still got dairy base in it and and then of course the sugar, but I'm saying pretty far away from wheat, unless it's, it's like the sprouted grain kind or whatever. And that's very minimal. So just pick, give me whole foods and I'm good.
0: There was a couple of things that you said that I thought were important. One of the things was that your kids noticed when you weren't eating. And that's, that's one of the things, if I follow any kind of restrictive diet, whether it be keto or trim healthy mama or low carb, even my kids notice, and I sometimes mm-hmm kind of joke around with my husband and say they're pushers, because if they're eating popcorn, they want me to eat popcorn. If they're eating ice cream, they want me to eat ice cream. And kids really pick up on this. I I shared this in another post, uh, another video that I made about what causes us to gain weight. And I read a really interesting article about former first lady, Barbara Bush, and how she never talked about her own body weight or put herself down in front of her kids and her daughters were talking about how amazing that was. And that's something that I did wrong with my kids. I always talked about, you know, how I didn't like my appearance and and being overweight, you know, and I remember how, when my mom would do like the fat free diet or the cabbage soup diet, how I would think how, you know, oh, wow. My mom never was over really overweight. She would always be dieting and it was a big deal. And my dad always put down people who were overweight and I really lived in a toxic environment for, you know, any, I wasn't overweight and I, it wasn't ever directed at me, but what parents sometimes don't get is that kids hear this stuff. If it, even if it's not directed at them, it's ingrained into who you become. And yep. so for me, because of my dad's opinion about people who are overweight, it's this, there, it's all their fault. They need to stop eating so much. They're lazy. And yep. it really got into my head. I never wanted him to not be proud of me. So right. I, if I was a little overweight, or if I had to buy a bigger pair of pants, because I just gave birth to a child, right. then, Oh, I'm a, you know, something's wrong with me. I'm my dad is going to think I'm slothful. Yeah. And so it's really important. And I think it's so amazing that you notice that, you know, okay, my kids are noticing when I'm not eating and there's nothing wrong with eating bars and having shakes, if that's what you want to do, but eating bars and shakes three meals a day while you're making something else for your kids, it's not sustainable. Yeah.
1: I think that's what back when we, we, I dabbled in the trim, healthy mama space it was really helpful be- that most all the food I was preparing from their cookbooks and so forth were crowd pleasers. Like mm-hmm. um, none of them, my kids, I mean, my kids are pretty good eaters anyway. And thankfully a lot of those have stayed in rotation. And, and I, like when they have, they have their different types of foods, they're, they're satisfying meals and their energizing meals. We mm-hmm. tend to gravitate towards those satisfying meals. And, right. and so like, now it's really easy because I refuse to make different meals. I could still make that same thing for my family and then add a side of, you know, sweet potatoes or Mm -hmm. brown rice or whatever I was making. And so I would just add to it because I I don't want to make those different meals and I don't want it to look different. The big thing, our, our family is a huge, huge biscuits and gravy household. So on the weekend, I would be making biscuits and gravy for everybody. And I just wouldn't have that. I would have my my whatever shake your bar or whatever that, and I think that was like, mom, you, you love biscuits and gravy, like but biscuits and gravy doesn't love me back. And <laughs> I keep saying that I had to break up with beer because beer doesn't love me back the same way that I love beer. And, mm-hmm. and I taking ownership of those, those spaces, knowing, knowing how it makes my body feel afterwards. Like I don't struggle with any like IBS types. Well, I used to, but I don't struggle with that, those type of like Oh, it just tears my stomach up to eat a B or C, but the next day I'm going to deal with the effects of it. And that whether I'm broken out with, with pies, like eating a bowl of ice cream literally will make my whole just face, just itch and, and, and then break out. And so like those, I don't like to feel that way. It's just not worth it. And so I think, but not taking, not taking, I can't blame my problems on people or like my husband's grandmother who is a phenomenal cook. And she like at 93 years old, she's still making a full like Thanksgiving meal every time we come down. And it's like, at some point, my kids now know that those aren't the best food choices for me and and it's okay, but I'm still eating. And like, she will guilt trip me every single time. And be like, Oh, I just, I just don't enjoy cooking because you can't eat it anymore. And, and I'm like, like, it is hard, but I have to take me into account for a change and, and, and knowing what serves my body the best. And so I think now that having a healthy relationship with food in general has been really important so that my kids know, like they know the difference between good food and garbage. And, and they also know that like, I'm not going to let them just sit there and just engorge on, on garbage ingredients. So I try not to even buy it. I mean, we still, we're not perfect and we have, you know, our convenience chips and things like that ready to go in the pantry, but but for the most part, they are expected to eat whole food center diets too. So right. not having differences like that has been really helpful. I think like keeping it, keeping us eating all the same
0: things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause that's sustainable. Making right. two separate meals is not sustainable. So there were a couple of things that you had said that I thought were really important. One was, you know, what we just talked about with the kids and how they noticed you were eating differently and that wasn't really fun for them. My kids are the same way. The other thing you were talking about is, which I feel like a lot of diet foods and things like that are made with less than optimal ingredients. And if you're going to go through the trouble and the expense of buying all of this food, why not let it be like really good for you instead of unwrapping this substance that's probably going to be helping you lose weight, but is it really adding nutrition? You had shared an Instagram post a while back and you had like four or five points that you made. And I thought, Carrie wrapped that up really nicely. Do you know those off the top of your head? Could you repeat those?
1: So like I said, anchor your meals in protein Mm -hmm. don't really care what kind, but I would say keep it whole food based. I'm going to say a, avoid soy protein, isolate like the plague. And if you have milk sensitivities, stay away from whey, but protein, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Some people would recommend up upwards of 50 grams per meal. I'm mm-hmm. more in the 20 grams camp because that seems like a doable meal. So that was my first one. Protein sleep. Uh, like I, some people aren't great sleepers. I happen to be a great sleeper. When I go to bed, it doesn't take me hours to wind down. I'm I'm pretty good just to like when I turn off the lights, I can go to sleep, but seven to eight hours every night, like, like don't jeopardize on that. That means going to bed at eight thirty, like my husband has to, so he can get up at five o'clock. That's what he needs to do. Like get good sleep and then eat every, like I say four hours. That's usually like that window three to four hours. Keep. And I'd say eat when you're hungry, like listen to your body. So mm-hmm. that's my, that's one of my, my, um, Big things. I, I really do feel like one of my biggest detriments was that I was putting off eating until lunchish time. And then I was overeating and pretty much scrounging at that point, as opposed to just having like a clear, I think all about okay. So we'll go back to the mental shift. And then that mental shift is huge because you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. It's it's the 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 yeah, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, but if you're not willing to do anything differently than you were doing yesterday, then it's not going to work. Like and I mean, you don't have to do it all one day. I, I understood from the very get go that I, when I set out and I said, I want to be fit by 40, I started at 39, like the beginning of January with that mindset of, I want to be different a year and a half from now, not tomorrow, because it's, it's unrealistic. Like I didn't get fat overnight. I definitely have been a large person for a long time, but, but yeah, I, I knew that it wasn't going to be quick fix and I knew that nobody could do it, but me. And as much as I like the idea of coaches and people doing along like the buddy system, and when it boiled down to it, like I knew that I had to hold myself accountable. I knew that nobody in my house has weight issues that they're, they're working on either. So to say my husband needs to be on board. I mean, it's nice to have his support and encouragement, but truly he's not changing anything. He's still drinking as much beer as he chooses to, and he's still smuggling in his little donut holes to work. (laughs) And like, so like he, I knew it it came back on me and Uh I had to want differently for myself And do differently for myself. My mom used to try and motivate me to lose weight by saying, if you'll lose the weight, I'll buy you a new wardrobe. Because that was always an issue for me because money has never been just abundant in my house. Like extra money doesn't go towards, towards new wardrobes. So thankfully we're very, very uh, comfortable with the thrift stores. And so that works out well right now, because like I have dropped six dress, six pant sizes or whatever 18 to 10 is like, I'm pretty sure I could probably go down again but I'm like, I'll keep wearing the clothes I got because it's summer and I can just wear lots of dresses and be fine. So she used to try and encourage me in those ways. Like I can do this, but ultimately it just never, never, never stuck. So, so the mental focus had to change. And I don't know why it took me so long because the weight loss part has really been easy. It was the mental, the mental shift. And maybe it was that I just had to get to the point that I was at in order to do it. I don't know, but you can look at everybody else and say, Ooh, I want to I want to lose weight like that person, or, Ooh, I want to, I want to look cute in said clothes or whatever. In order to make this, this weight loss shift happen, it had to say, it had to be for me a big mental mental shift. And just saying, it's your time to take care of yourself. Like you've put off this for far too long, (laughs) like just do it. So truly it was just the, it was the conversations that I was having in those moments of hard, like I was having it with my sister and with my mom and with my kids. And like, like, this is really, it's really hard for me to sit there and let watch you guys like chow down on all the foods that I'm eating. And I'm sitting over here eating a, a bar, like anyway, so it was some of those hard conversations I had to have with myself in those moments and understanding that we really, as Americans specifically, I can't speak to any other culture, but like we overeat all the time. you like, or everything is celebratory. Everything has to have cake or dessert or like, and so that culture is really, really, really dangerous, especially if you're sensitive to gluten and and sugar and and things are inflammatory, but cutting out inflammatories, like, Hey, guess what? I actually feel good. (laughs) Like, like
0: I don't hurt all the time. So that mental shift got you to where you need to be because you got yourself to realize that it's not, deprivation. If the result for you is feeling better because your goal was to feel better, you weren't shooting for, you know, being a certain size, you weren't shooting for a number on the scale. You wanted to feel better. And in your mind, you're like, okay, when I eat these foods, my face breaks out. When I eat these foods, I feel like crap. So that mental shift got you to make better choices. And really the weight loss was just a side effect because you feel better now. It wasn't about the weight necessarily, which you're, I'm I'm sure you're happy that you lost weight, but for you, the motivating factor was feeling better and living longer and being there for your family. Right. Yeah.
1: And doing it. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's definitely been, I just didn't want to hurt. Like it doesn't, it's like, it's really annoying um, when I know others specifically in my family and so forth that like still do the grunts and groans. And I'm like, I mean, like I said, I've always kept up with my kids and done what my kids are doing, even through pain. But I'm like, gosh, it's so much better now. Like if I can be an encouragement to anybody that like just make one small change, like I don't care what it is, just make one small change and go from that and see what happens. But I mean, doesn't everybody want to feel better? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like why is that so hard for people? Because it doesn't, it doesn't seem like rocket science to me now.
0: Right. And, and I but don't- But now like- for you, because giving those things up, like you talked about the alcohol, see, it can be different for anyone. I've never really been big on alcohol. It's always made me feel bad, even if I did enjoy it in social settings or whatever I would try, but it it always makes me feel bad from the very first sip that hasn't been one of my vices. It's different for everyone. And I think that's where it's so important. What you talked about with the mental shift is that you have to work through your own issues. And so now like, whenever you have the choice of, I mean, it's not like you gave up every drop of alcohol forever.
1: No, I I very much still very much enjoy it. I had, had a beer yesterday and I'll have a beer again probably today, (laughs) but um, like, I'm just not, I don't keep it in stock in my fridge. um, Like I do, like my husband does. And, and I, I like, I don't seek it out. Like that's like not my number one priority anymore. I say that really like, it used to be sweet tea for me. My mom would bring me a sweet tea when we'd go to work. We've had sweet tea in my house all growing up. That was our Kool-Aid. And so like sweet tea, like, I mean, gosh, if you think about just, just empty, just empty calories. And, and I say that like, again, I'm not a calorie counter. Oh, I do journal. Like I, I use the little MyFitnessPal thing to log my food. That's more for me for accountability. Like A, did I eat? And B, like You can very much quickly tell if you start locking your food, how much about calorie wise you're eating at each meal. And so like, I know that if I ate a big lunch, i maybe, maybe I don't eat such, such an absorbent dinner or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like ultimately at the end of the day, I'm just like, did I eat meat? Did I eat protein? Did I like, did I put enough of those on my plate? If I put enough of that on my plate first and then fill it in with the rest vegetables or whatever, then, then, uh. I'm pretty happy. Like I don't, I don't fixate on any one particular thing, but, but as of like January, I don't remember exactly how much weight I'd lost by then. Cause I'm at 80 pounds right now. And, but whatever January came along and I started kind of like looking through my little postcards or I had made myself where I had like, what were my wise, what were my goals to feel better, to diminish some of my Soraya buildup and and I have, I wish I could like show pictures, but that's a, it's one of those, like you wouldn't know unless I'd like draw, document it all on the way of how bad it's been in different times of my life versus what it looks like now. And like I'm unmedicated on that. I used to Used to do medication for psoriasis and it really didn't help, but but anyway, that's another sidebar story. But and you don't
0: go through it like you said. You were going through this mental shift. You weren't like you didn't have a goal of a before and after picture. You were just trying to feel better. So it's not like you took pictures along the way. But all total, you're saying as of right now, you've lost around eighty pounds.
1: I've lost about eighty pounds, but like I said in January, I decided to 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 shift my my mindset of now now that you kind of have I have my rhythm established my my routine so to speak I always keep an like I use those RX bars I keep those in my purse for if I'm going to be somewhere long since the time where I don't have to make a bad decision mm-hmm. um like going through the drive through and grabbing a greasy hamburger or whatever Get you know yourself
0: up for success
1: yeah so I've now established those routines and so now like when we, I went on vacation, I enjoyed a, a piece of tiramisu, no questions asked. Like that's my favorite dessert. It's loaded with dairy and all the things that are like, not great for me, sugar and what all the things. Uh-huh. Um, but I enjoyed it. Like every, every draw, I didn't even share, like it wasn't even <laughs> like that. So like, and then there was multiple times throughout, throughout my little 10 day hiatus I took that I was like, I'm going to enjoy this entire. I mean, it was and it wasn't even like, I'm doing disservice to my body at that point. That's saying, you know what? You're allowed to like live life in moderation and also enjoy abundantly all the garbage and it'd be okay. Like, right. you am just a making a, a conscious
0: de- decision at that point. Right. Awesome. So, so yeah. Well, this was fun. I, I have watched this journey because you came over one night and we had cooked and eaten together and we talked about that a little bit. And from there I've watched... You know, you go through this almost metamorphosis where you like came to all these realizations and got to where you are today. I love the fact that you put the focus on not because you wanted to look a certain way. I love that you put the focus on eating healthy because you wanted to feel better and you were doing it in a way that you don't have to explain it to your children, like why you're yeah. not eating and all of this. I just thought you did it in such a way that was exactly the opposite of the toxic diet culture that I really want to get away from because right. it's so damaging, not just to you, but to the next generation. I yeah. know my kids hated it when I dieted, when I would yeah. say things about dieting or losing weight. And I was just so amazed that, and so proud the way you did it clearly for our health losing weight is important sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. But I mean, just focusing on it from that perspective, as opposed to the toxic diet culture perspective, I thought that you did such a good job of that. And I wanted to share that in case there was other people out there that, you know, I mean, like, we're never the ones to body shame people at all. We've both been through that and we know how toxic it is, but there are times, like you said, with your feet hurting, I've experienced that. And it's like, I need to lose weight for my health.
1: I think I want to be an encouragement to others. And I want to find a way to help people similarly that the, some of these MLMs are doing, but I want to do it organically. Like, and it's really hard because people can look at you and say like, I just almost didn't recognize you. You You've lost so much weight. And and how did you do it? And I'm like, well, it's going to sound really silly. I ate right and I exercise now. Like I say, exercise really I've always been active. And so that's been really hard, but really it does. You are what you eat. And so just skipping dessert may not be enough. Like maybe look at what you're eating and see if it's doing your body a service. But I want to figure out how to plug into my, the peoples that have reached out to me and figure out a way to help them. And, 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 the, but again, I really do believe that you you have to want it for yourself and you have to do it for yourself and i don't i mean other than maybe listening to um different people's stories maybe motivating <laughs> enough to get you going but ultimately it falls in your lap and you have to take okay. responsibility and ownership for it
0: that's awesome i think that was a great note to end on thank you so much for sharing your story with me because i really do think it's going to help a lot of people because it, it's kind of a gray area i feel like yes we want to be accepting our bodies the way they are. But at the same time, we want to be the healthiest version of ourselves that we can be. And I think that you found that balance. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. i are proud to do it. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Please write and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.